Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of Miscellaneous Weekly. Um, six episodes, a month and a half. Oh my god, that's crazy. And uh, if you're noticing any audio quality difference, it's that sweet, sweet new equipment I got from Reagan. The uh, Scarlet 6i6, which has been through so much and I'm so glad to have it, even if I've had a little bit of a headache getting it to work. And the Sure SM87A, which is not one of the ones I mentioned when I did the update, but it just seemed like the best for my voice type and in my price range, and I wasn't going to have to worry about getting a cloud lifter filter. Lifter filter? I didn't want to have to deal with any more new equipment that I absolutely needed, so I got all this new stuff. Thank you so much, Reagan. <laughs> Like, thank you so much! Anyway, on with episode 6! The first segment of this week's episode is Working Horror. And I don't have any more stuff on the uh, transferring front, but I do have stories from my first job, which I worked at the dining hall at the university I go to. And, oh my god. <laughs> so, working in food service is its own beast. Working in food service where you are constantly doing things for probably drunk or high college students. <laughs> I have some really, ooh, God, I still like get shivers when I think about them. So probably I'm going to talk a little bit about food safety. And, you know, health safety in general. <sighs> because I don't know what it is. I understand on some deep personal level of my own that all college students just feel like they can throw their health to the wind and watch it fly away. But there's a certain standard that you should hold when in a dining environment. Like, don't sneeze on a brand new container of chicken nuggets don't like touch other people's food that happened i put out a brand new tray of chicken nuggets which is our university's most popular meal item and this kid leaned down to grab some chicken nuggets with the tongues and then he sneezed all over the chicken nuggets and I had to throw out all of those chicken nuggets because they were contaminated. And that was horrible because then I had kids asking why I was throwing out all those chicken nuggets. And I was like, you know, it's because some kid sneezed on them and I can't serve you guys that. I'm legally not allowed to let that just slide by. And, oh, Jesus Christ. People who, like, can't wait for me to put the tongs in the chicken nuggets and just, like, reach in and grab a whole handful with, with their bare hands. Like, listen, you might have washed your hands. I don't know that. The university doesn't know that. I can't just let those chicken nuggets sit there now. I have to throw them away. What the... What? Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Oh. 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 
Working at the dining hall was a special kind of hell. It was a special kind of hell because I dealt with students like that all the time. And I, I just, I don't know how I survived working there for a year. I just really needed the money and it was the only job that would take me until Kroger, but well, Kroger's going. <laughs> you know, you heard the story. It's going fine. Anyway, on to segment two. The second segment of this week's episode is podcast crying time. Yay, I love this segment because it means I get to be really nice about a podcast that I really like. And today I'm going to be talking about Doc, Penny, and Jojo. They're in a band that's a-going and no-no-nowhere until they find a drum machine that transports them into their songs. Now they've got to make their way through the words and the rhythm and the melody. They're the song nuts the song and odds. I'm not going to do the whole theme song. I will spare you that. But I just, I thought of that way back when I originally planned on doing this for the next time I got this segment. Like, and I just really wanted to sing, you know, don't judge me. It's my podcast, if you know. So as the theme song, you know, explains, the song and odds is about a band consisting of Doc, Penny, and Jojo and their band is not going anywhere. And then they get a magical drum machine from a guy named Sammy16. And they use the drum machine, and suddenly they're in the Songiverse, which is the place where all songs exist after they are created. And the whole plot of this show is Doc, Penny, and Jojo, and the spirit of the song they created to get into the Songiverse, Buzzkill, have to save the Songiverse from anti-music, which sucks music up into obscurity. And obscurity isn't bad, it's just the way the anti-music is working is bad. Uh, I don't want to say too much because you should really just go and listen to this show for yourself. It's only eight episodes and it's such a blast. Like, I think probably my favorite episode is the, uh, the cookie duck dance episode where they explore like weird songs that get really internet famous. Like, I'm trying to think of one, like the Badger song, you know, just really weird songs that have absolutely no purpose but just take off and that one has the most character development for jojo who and and doc actually doc writes a song and jojo gets over his i don't want to spoil it but jojo has some issues that he needs to work out and he works them out in that episode as they float in a pixelated lake because he used a lot of chiptunes to make that song you know and that's one of the really inventive things about it like the worlds that are created by these songs are not only influenced by the lyrics and the melody and the parts used in the song but the intent used in the song uh the girl with all the songs in her head 
is a great episode because, well, it's development for all of the characters, and it gets really in detail about how things you create aren't always how you intended when you actually step back and look at them because there's hidden meanings maybe you didn't realize were there or unintended consequences to what you've done. There's just so much to unpack from just these eight episodes and the best part is that I have insider info that uh, if they get enough you know, subscriptions and reviews on iTunes, they'll do a second season, which I really want. I really want a second episode because the first season ends on a cliffhanger. And I also really want to explore this world more and these characters and the song in general. It's just such an interesting place to imagine and to think about and I really want to explore more of that place. I want to see more. I want to experience other songs, other places, other people's minds through their work. I want more of Songonauts because it's just such an interesting look into the mind of songwriters. And definitely, if the creators have more for this story, I want to know it. I'm along for this ride, and you know, I hope maybe if you're listening to this, you'll give that ride a try too, because it's just such a fun little adventure. I feel like I can't state that enough. Eight episodes of great songs and characters and like deceptions and subplots and Dr. Staccato. I love Dr. Staccato. <sighs> if I keep going, I'll just be rambling and restating. So, on to segment three. The third segment of today's episode is Mediator's Mediation. And I was originally going to just steal calm.af, but I... I I'm not good enough in my own meditation practice to try and do guided meditation just yet. Instead, maybe I'll just talk a little bit about stuff that's happened, how I've dealt with it, and maybe at the end, just a tiny smidgen of attempted guided meditation. <laughs> so, with this past week, I have been to my therapist, gotten new medication, which I am adjusting to very slowly, and I am working with a whole bunch of new technology that I've never worked before, and that's been less than ideal. Let's just put it that way. I think maybe back I bit off a little more than I could chew and emotionally deal with what with the work transfer and all that I've basically just been uh, working out my problems in probably less than healthy ways you know self-medicating with coffee and drowning my worries in podcasts and books and fictional universes where I can feel that everything's okay because the world doesn't suck in fiction like it does in real life. 
even if sometimes it really sucks for the characters. Because, you know, when I look at fiction and I see a character that I identify with, it's more than likely because they are having a similar problem to one that I'm having. I don't want to use examples from podcasts because I, but I'm only thinking of ones from podcasts. Michael Tate from Greater Boston trying to get his shit together but can't. I feel that so hard. I'm not tied up in the uh, secret workroom of my job, but you know, I feel the need to get my shit together. I'd like my best friend to actually know because my best friend isn't dead. She's very much alive and I would not want her to die ever, 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 ever. <laughs> Like, if anyone's gonna die, it's gonna be me. I'm gonna die before her. Hopefully. That's the plan. Wow, this is taking a dark turn. Um, I am so sorry. I did not mean for that to happen. Uh, well, I, you know, this segment is supposed to be just a calm glimpse into my mind. Here it is. This is what I think about all day, every day, when I'm not busy working on schoolwork or taking up my time writing original work or fan fiction or listening to podcasts so it's easy to understand why I spend so much of my time doing that stuff and you know there's a moment where I thought meditation wouldn't help at all ever in anything I do but when I find the time to do it, or I force myself to do it when I'm, like, waiting for my tea to steep or waiting for my coffee to get made, I sit down and I just breathe in, breathe out, and take that moment for myself. And sometimes intrusive thoughts come and try to ruin my time but there's an important point of just sitting there with the intrusive thoughts and accepting that you had that thought but that thought isn't like you you're not gonna let that one thought define who you are you're more than your intrusive thoughts you're more than the shit that flows out of your mouth when you're on just a tangent like I do every time I make this podcast, I am more than this podcast. I'm more than the things I say on this podcast. I am more than the nightmares I have. I'm more than the ambitions I have for my future. I am more than anyone knows, even more than I know. I am more, and you are all more too. You are all worth more than you know. You are all amazing. And I am amazing, but mostly you all are amazing for sticking with me through 15 minutes of rambling every week. And with that, we come to the end of week six. This is it. This is the end of the sixth episode. Wow. Golly gee, a month and a half. That's just crazy, and I've gone through so much since this started a month ago. 
I love this shiny new equipment. Like, y'all don't know how much I lost my fucking mind when I actually got this to work. And, well, uh, plugs. Reagan Adler, Oak Podcast. Check her out. Check out Oak Podcast. Do it. She is amazing. Oak Podcast is amazing. I love them both. You can find everything related to Oak Podcast at Oak Podcast. And you can find Reagan almost anywhere at Reagan Adler. Once again, they are both amazing. And Songonauts, which you can find at Songonauts on iTunes, podcasts, and, uh, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much any podcatcher. They are on Twitter at Songonauts. And The Truth, which is the podcast that Songonauts stemmed from, can also be found on Apple Podcasts and other podcatchers and on Twitter at The Truth. And uh, you can find me at my own little corner and chair on Tumblr and at corner and chair on Twitter. And I will see you next week.